Previously on Broken Link Radio. <laughs> Jim is dead. I'm just mesmerized by the last ninja's eyes. Well, it's not that bad. What's <laughs> an inch and a half in five weeks? <laughs> That sounds like a slow girl. And he is looking like a freaking Bee Gees. Or shave my head with the clippers that I shave my balls with. Okay, have you, in the history of our show, has any contestant ever been ass-smacked as hard as Gabe was? Uh, I want you to come clean in front of Jim and I right now. Well, you should be saying Jim and me. During the game that you played with, with that gentleman, David, last week, were you eating a bag of chips? Um... Not that I recall, but it's it's not out of the. <laughs> Did you have a bag of snacks? I was. You know Snatch. what? Now that I uh, now that I recall, I believe I was in fact eating a Popeye's chicken sandwich, and it was delicious. Gabe, if and you're eating a chicken from... sandwich right now, I swear to God. What our system produces. Garbage in, garbage out. That's magic every show. I have taken drugs before, and uh, I had a real good time. Don't talk to me, all right? Knock it off! You must unlearn what you have learned. Do or do not. There is no try. Moderately moderate, decidedly stupid. This is Broken Link Radio. Jim, what is going on? I am uh, Bradley C. Baker, and uh, there's Jim right over there. Uh-huh. Don't forget that you can <laughs> don't forget you can listen to uh, Brooklyn Link Radio on the YouTube stream any day, night, or time. Ooh. And I'm pretty excited about that. I just got a message uh, earlier this afternoon. We are on our way to getting the uh, domain back. Domain. Well, who had like? Did it go to somebody else, or did it just go out and some Chinese? Some Chinese squatter has our domain right now. I mean, first Corona, then this. Come on, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's funny because the website is without me doing anything to it for years on end. The website is worth uh, rux- roughly uh, six times the amount that I paid for Ching. it. Of course, it does. Uh, now it is. Of course. Yeah, right. So I, I think I originally got the website uh, for like six dollars. But in the meantime, you can uh, you can download the podcast at uh, 
www.brooklynradio.wordpress.com. Uh, WordPress. Uh, and and that also has the embedded YouTube player, so that allows you to either download it as a podcast or you can stream it anytime, anywhere with a decent cell phone signal. And hopefully you have unlimited data because this is the year 2020, so you should. Um, I wanted to show you this, but I didn't I didn't want to announce the name of the podcast because uh, we're getting set to launch our Patreon, Jim. And uh, Patreon's one of those like corny things that everybody does, right? Right. And typically, when when everybody does something, I try to stay away from it. But I'm I. Uh, you should be able to see my screen right now, right? But not when it comes to getting free money. <laughs> yeah. Right. So uh, <laughs> I got to show you this one podcast because I, although I listen to them, they are one of the most mindless and worthless podcasts on the planet. And you got to see what these guys are making a month. Oh. Um, and you also have to see their model for Patreon. It's amazing. Uh, see here. I, those I'm guys? terrible with the site. <laughs> no, not those guys. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who <laughs> I don't know who those guys are. Well, this is I'm I'm showing it to you. You should be able to see They don't look like they would gel together. Oh. Wow. That's a, that's that's an innovative title. Yeah. All right, check this out. So their premium episodes are $5 a month. Then they have a, a Nazi pricing. pricing scheme for $15 a month, which is exactly the same as the $5 a month package. And they they make they make no bones about the fact that they're just ripping you off for $5, $15, or $25. And they're right there, Jim, is what they're making a month what? in uh, their Patreon. $54,000. They've got 12,000 loyal listeners that are... Right. Gladly turning over $54,000 a month to them. So that's like uh, two something a piece. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's pretty ridiculous. So uh, we'll be doing that. But uh, unlike unlike that podcast, we will be offering a few bonus things. I just got a uh, I just got a hold of the entire backlog episode uh, the backlog episodes of all the Broken Link radios uh, before our seven year hiatus. And uh, we'll be releasing those as package deals on the Patreon coming up. So be look, looking out for that. Hyenas. How how is your lockdown going this week? Jim? It's going great. It's just all a big joke to me, but whatever. I know you okay, so I just feel like the world's biggest like I don't know how to feel. I don't right. like I feel like I waffle back and forth depending on like when this whole thing started back in March, it was a joke. Mm-hmm. Everybody thought it was being blown out of proportion. Right. And then like the numbers started going up, right? So Yeah. So then people started backing off and following the rules. Now we're at the point where it's getting to be like, come on now, this is going on forever. So people, some people I I've, I've sense are starting to get that way, like almost mm-hmm. hostile against right. it. But a lot of people are going the other end of the spectrum. We're hostile about following the rules. So it's, it's meeting at a, it, it's coming to a head, I feel. I remember a couple weeks ago, I made a fateful trip to Wegmans, as we all do. Uh, and this was right as things started to get sort of serious, right? So, uh, we had to go up to the customer service desk for some sort of reason. I I believe it had something to do with the return. And typically when you go to a grocery store or department store, the customer service desk is like the area where all the worst of all customers tend to congregate, right? There's people with their returns, people who want to argue with the manager, people who are looking for a fight, people who are turning in lottery tickets, and those are always the worst of the customers you can get. So I'm already 
very defensive. Right. But this is pre-mask. This is pre-mask. pre-mask. So we don't have a mask to put on. PM. Uh, we're not really sure. We haven't shut down the entire state yet, but it's getting pretty, it's getting to the point where we're all realizing that it's pretty serious. And it just so happened that the, the customer in front of me is of some type of Asian descent. Oh. Whether I know she was Chinese or not, <laughs> whether I know she was Chinese oh. or not, was, uh, it was not really, not really, I wasn't sure. So I'm there with my, I'm there with my youngest brother. Was she mysterious? She was a mysterious Asian, absolutely. And, uh, but this is, this is also pre six feet. This is pre six feet. That's how long ago this was. Uh, so we're standing in line and we're waiting to, I forget what on earth I was even at the customer service desk for. So out of nowhere, this seemingly healthy 50 plus year old Asian woman starts sneezing and she doesn't sneeze into her elbow. She doesn't sneeze into her hands. She's just sneezing. My brother and I just sort of look at each other and we take two big, like, football place kicker steps back. (laughs) And that was sort of awkward because we both had to look at each other and go, are we being racist right now? Or is this the appropriate thing to do? Or is it the appropriate thing and racist at the same time? Why would it be racist? Like, if it was anyone sneezing like that, you'd back away, right? Yes, now. But not at the time. It was really, it was the fact that she <laughs> might have been Chinese. Oh, okay. So you're right. You said at the time. So that at the time when it all started, it was all China and this and that. Right. At the time, it was like Seattle. This is back when it, the cases were in San Francisco, Seattle, China, and uh, I'm not really sure China. where else. But that's not racist to recognize a certain trend and realize that you might be more at risk statistically, probable probability-wise, you know, that's not racist. Right. That's facing facts. But but then she sort of gave me a knowing look back over her shoulder and started giggling like, I see what you're doing. <laughs> I see. Oh. You think I'm one of those China people. Me play joke on you. Me sneezing <laughs> your, in your Coke. Oh, so, but Wegmans is a dangerous place for me. Uh, for a lot of reasons. Me too. For a lot of reasons. It's awesome. But uh, where do you stand on Oreos, Jim? I don't stand on Oreos. You don't. You don't do Oreos. I don't stand on them. They could. They could break. <laughs> That's a terrible waste of an Oreo. Yeah. So okay. So I never was a big Oreo guy. Right. But I I really love Oreo made things like Oreo shakes. Uh-huh. Oreo Mc <laughs> Oreo McFlurries. Okay. Those are like my weak point. Those I love. But so now I've been starting to kind of like reverse the trend in Oreos. I like the thin ones. And there's one flavor I can't remember what it is, but it's freaking awesome. But who cares? I can't remember what it is. <laughs> well, I'm glad you brought up the uh, the types of Oreos because I was at this Wegmans. This is this is the the trip, uh, the the trip in question. And Oreo does this thing, Nabisco really, but uh, they do this thing where they they always they they complicate things just enough to make them interesting, but they never complicate them too much. Because at the baseline, an Oreo is amazing. And then you've got your double stuffed Oreos. Uh, they've got a weird one which is gross. I think have you ever seen the strawberry Oreos? Yeah, I don't. I back away from strawberry stuff. As those well. are, yeah, strawberry artificial strawberry is one of the worst artificial flavors there are. I'm gay, but not that gay. <laughs> but I do gay! like artificial strawberry. Like <laughs> s- 
Strawberry milk, man. Strawberry Nesquik. Strawberry milk? Is the best. Oh, that's Freaking vile. The best. Who drinks strawberry milk? Nectar of the gods. Gay! Nectar, nectar of this guy. Um, but but they'll twist an Oreo just enough to make it interesting. So yours I, is twisted. Yours is twisted. You'll uh, I'm walking down the aisle, and I've been I've told you this uh, outside of the show, but I've been trying to eat better, try to get more fiber in, uh, and, and trying to not <laughs> die when I'm sixty. Get that fiber in. Yeah. I, but sometimes you walk down that cookie aisle, and I don't even remember why I was there, but you, you just have this moment of weakness, and you're like, oh, dark chocolate Oreos. I'm sure I could take those home and not eat the entire container. That'll be all right. I don't have to have cookies all the time, and I could probably share them with other people in my family who will also enjoy them. But that, I don't know about you, but with me and Oreos, it never works out that way. Uh, I had that moment of weakness, and and... You never had an even eating disorder, so you don't have, despite the fact that you eat like garbage, you don't have such a toxic right. relationship with food that somebody like me who had an e- eating disorder does, which is you can't really just enjoy the Oreo cookies, and you can't eat like two or three and go, man, that was those were really good Oreos. You have to eat oh, a row at a time. <laughs> the whole tray? The whole tray? <laughs> so what's with, like, they've got... I mean, it's it's kind of obscene how many flavors they have out now. Every time I go to the store, there's a new one out. Right. And and I typically stay away from that thing because, to me, in my world, original Oreos, double stuffed, that's it's almost perfect. You don't really need to mess with it. However, at this moment of weakness, when I lied to myself and I convinced myself that I was going to be able to share this package of dark chocolate Oreos with other people, that never happened, Jim. I'll spoil the story for you right now. That never happened. So then I made the mistake of turning the box over after I've eaten this entire container of Oreos. You mean turning the box over? Oh, where they have the nutritional information on, on a box of Oreos. Oh, I thought you meant to spill out all the crumbs. So you... you, like, why, why? you no, no, yeah, I licked out all the crumbs. <laughs> the, um, it doesn't look too bad when you, when you check it out. You see the amount per serving right. is 140 calories, Jim. What's the serving? One one half cookie? <laughs> there are 17 <laughs> servings in a container. <laughs> well, well over a thousand calories in lard and chocolate. So Nabisco. That is it's, Oreos as bad as you think they are because they're so so good, they're at least three times worse for you than even what you think they are. And it's just awful because if they didn't just twist it a little bit and they didn't just go, oh, what about a dark chocolate Oreo? I bet you could probably share those with somebody else. Dude, now, by the way, nobody eats, as far as I know, nobody eats two or three Oreos and just sets them down, right? Everyone eats them with milk, which is more fat, more calories. It's the worst possible thing you can eat besides a handful of mayonnaise, really. <laughs> And it's it and, and it ruins and then you have to spend the rest of your night promising yourself you will never do this to your body ever again and you know that it's a lie. We've had a pretty good response to the first couple of shows uh this these last two weeks, and enough of a response for us to finally talk about a little bit of the feedback. Uh, and so I've got a few things, uh, from various different sources. Some people talked to me directly. Some people sent me messages on Facebook. 
Some people uh, sent me an email, dropped me a voicemail, sent me a call. Uh, also, in case you ever wanted to be on the show, uh, you could leave a voicemail or you could call us directly. That phone number is 480 from Arizona. So the area code is 480-269-2641. That's uh, 480-269-2641. None of, those, none of those people have called us directly. And I'm getting a message from our friend Gabe, who is a late. Uh, <laughs> he's, still, he's still got himself muted. And I, <clears throat> Gabe, if you can hear me, I can't unmute you. So um, I'm going to take... There he is. All right, great. So Gabe's joining. Gabe's joining us on the show, um, live via satellite. Live via satellite. So we'll uh, we'll get to some of this feedback, Jim. I got one from Eric. Said I thought you guys were too hard on Gabe. I started to feel bad for him. Is Gabe okay? Gabe, are you okay? Now, now that my microphone is figured out, I, I I'm feeling better. <laughs> it took me a few days to recoup, but I like the blonde Oreos. By the way, to chime in. And bring that full circle. So I had a lot of those, and they made me feel better. So the blonde Which Oreos, ones? the blonde, the, the, the ones that are vanilla, or you... yeah, with the white, so they don't get all over your teeth. The uh, the white cream and cookies. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> He's worried about his teeth. Did you you went through all that trouble to get your mic back on, and you brought you told us that you <laughs> like the vanilla Oreos? <laughs> They're delicious. They're my favorite. <laughs> Mega faggot. Uh, I can't. So what were we? What were we? We heard on him about. I'm, I'm confused I, uh, about this feedback because I, I I was picking on him for eating during the show. Apparently, people think that that oh, is an okay yeah, yeah, thing yeah. to do when you're doing a when you're doing a podcast is to just eat into the microphone. Well, they've never edited. A they podcast have never before. edited a podcast. That's for sure. I also that's an interesting thing you bring up because I often get suggestions and ideas and and uh, you know people are like, oh, you should do this. And it's funny because I just have to try to be polite and look at him. You have no idea how hard that is, that what you're asking me to do. You have right. no idea. So I do a lot of the production on the show, but despite Gabe's and Jim's limited uh, involvement in the production of the podcast, they spend a good two days prior to the show getting worried and, and sorting out technical difficulties in order to make this happen every week. So on my end, it's probably exponentially more difficult by... Pff, a factor of three, four, five. So uh, I think I'm trying to remember. Uh, somebody was like, "Oh, you should just have me on the show." And I was like, "Well, do you have any equipment to do a podcast?" Uh, no. What does Jim do? And I'm like, Jim does everything that I tell him to do. This is 2020. You don't need equipment. You just talk. Uh, this on. one is from Leonard or Leo. What the hell is Show World? Uh, Leo, I'm assuming you're asking that question because you're too young to know. So. Uh, you could always Google it, although I don't suggest you do it on your parents' computer. <laughs> You'll find out when you're older. This one, uh, somebody, that that guy David said, God, this intro is so long. And I got news for you. I made the intro longer this year, this week oh. than it was the week before. And I'm thinking about making it a solid five minutes. How, how do you feel about that, Jim? There's always the... the bar at the bottom of youtube you can just drag it as far as you want and stop I, I, this is 2020 somebody, somebody uh somebody said that also they were like the breaks in between the segments are too long and i was like you can literally fast forward it's really yeah uh, those are those are not that big of a deal however um i was toying with the idea of doing a cold open so what did you think about a cold open Ooh. and it's cold and then going into um and then going into the intro that would be fun 
Now, how would that flow if we did that, but also we still do the recap that's at the beginning of the show? Like that, that doesn't seem like it would work the same. Yeah, to recap, eh, it wouldn't work. I don't think it would. Yeah. So that's something to think about. Here's one from Mike McFadden, the uh, webmaster of our old website and uh, paintyourballspot.com. Hey, you guys should really consider getting your website back. (laughs) (laughs) From the Chinaman. (laughs) Uh, From the Chinese squatter. (laughs) We might have to take an overseas trip. Here's one. uh, Brad, you sound like a sex star of 40-something. No kidding. Well, he's he's a a sex star of 30-something. (laughs) Which is really strange because it's... It's from my mom. So that's a little embarrassing. Eee. Eee. <laughs> Eee. Um, and then I've got this last piece here, Jim. Uh, I tried listening to your show. I couldn't get past the first 10 minutes of you rambling on about it, some sort of MP3 player. When does the show get good? That was for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, what's funny is that's that's from the same chick that said that I rambled on too long at my grandfather's funeral. <laughs> She's you know got what's it funny is after after thirty years, I th- I'm thinking that she's that she doesn't just she just doesn't like me. No. What do you care? I- Subtle hints. So uh, I, we've got some other stuff coming up in the second segment. We might play a game. We might be looking at some other uh, some other stuff. I want to get back to some information that I was looking into about uh, Mad Mike Hughes. I know we talked about him a little bit, so we'll hit up that. And uh, later on in the show, we've got our one of my favorite segments, the guilty pleasure songs. Uh, Gabe, I know that you're excited to cover this, yeah? Very excited, yep. All right, we'll uh, be right back. Americans preachers tell me that there is no sermon which is looked forward to with less enthusiasm than a sermon about sin. (laughs) Well, that's probably true if we're talking about a secular sermon on the subject of hard work. There is no gospel less popular than the gospel of hard work. I could ask you today, I could ask you right now to demonstrate your faith in America by handing poison to snakes, and, and many or most of you would. I could outline a fundamental Christian code of conduct which strictly forbids the use of stimulants or sedatives or the wearing of jewelry, and many would, willingly and without question, accept and be bound by such abstinence. Our leaders could readily rally you to fight and die for your country, as they have many times, and and you would even again. But if Paul Harvey or any politician should state that our only chance for survival is to get off our dead centers and get to work, well, I'd be lucky if you'd let me finish. But I'm going to test my luck today. You see, I don't happen to be running for or from anything, and that does make a difference. The pregnant skyline of America was set in place one brick at a time. Now, that represents a lot of calluses. America the beautiful is not an accomplished fact guaranteed to remain intact. God shed his grace on thee, to be sure, but... This was wasteland when God had it to himself. He handed man a hoe and said, You want another Eden? All right, earn it. And all that's necessary for the weeds to take over again is for you and me to lay down that hoe. 
Now, Americans, the problem is less acute today than it has been. We're on the right track right now. But if we sit down on that track, I'm afraid we're going to get run over. We tell our young people how our country was carved out of the wilderness. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Our nation was not carved out of the wilderness. Our nation was hammered and hoed and chopped and dug and sawed and clawed out of the wilderness by barehanded men who asked nothing for nothing. America did not start out with an agricultural production that's the awe and envy of the world. It was seeded first by sod-busting farmers who fought Indians and ranchers and cold and heat and drought and bugs and flood and one another. The fruited plain sprang forth from barren acres only after they had been watered with a lot of sweat. I guess what I'm saying is that the more history I study, ours and others, the more certain I am that there is one fertilizer essential to the survival of civilization, and that fertilizer is sweat. And I don't mean perspiration. I mean the kind of steamy, streamy, salty sweat that's wrung from a man by hard physical work. Somehow, the sweat gets into the soil of a farm or a factory or a city or a state or a nation, and everything thereabouts grows tall and strong and tough enough to stand against any storm. But the day the sweat dries up, the soil dries up. And whole civilizations are buried in dust. For the second segment of Broken Link Radio, Jim, you there? I'm here. All right. That's super exciting. I am really excited to cover this because I think that one of the highlights of the show last week was was when we got into uh, our our friend Mad Mike Hughes. He uh, he had a little bit of he had a little bit of a rough go with uh, a steam powered rocket. He uh, blew himself Jeez. up. He blew himself up, taking off. He's dead, Jim. And <laughs> Jim, he's dead. He's dead, Jim. He didn't really blow himself up. He crash landed himself into the desert. Like, wh- I don't understand how far he thought he'd go and what he expected. I know. I guess he had a parachute that malfunctioned, but it was still the, the the shocking thing about this whole situation was that story isolated in a vacuum is crazy. And amazing and hard to believe. But as I thought about it, I did a little Google searching and I, I looked up a few things. This guy has severely injured himself launching him launching out of a steam power rocket multiple times. I think one of the times that he took off in this freaking rocket, uh he lifted off, I believe, in 2014 and injured himself badly enough to be in the hospital for three days afterwards. <laughs> it's like that episode of The Simpsons where he's <laughs> the, the daredevil's like laying in bed. He's got a thumbs up. He's, all you see is his thumb thumbing up. It's like, you don't know when to stop. He just keeps going. That's the thing about these guys. It's it's in their blood. They can't stop. And uh, I was watching a documentary about like Canada's I don't know, Canada's most popular daredevil or something in the 70s and he tried to drive a car over like a mile long river right 
and he didn't get even like 50 feet. <laughs> but the whole video is on YouTube. Look it up. I, I, well, I wanted to show you. Uh, this is oh, so I mean, there's the 2014 one, but there's also he had an episode in 2014 where where he um injured himself badly. <laughs> um, but then again, in March on March 26th, he here's a video of March 26, 2018. Uh, he also crashed himself. So here's the video of that. If it's going to load, good old YouTube. There's something about podcasting and uh, YouTube videos. There you go. <laughs> Holy. That's kind of an impressive uh, start. It says that he, he, he eclipsed. He went up 1,875 feet. And a human being was going 350 miles an hour. Look at that. Oh, so he's parachuting to the ground this time. That's right. kind of fun, actually. Right, but he's only parachuting from eighteen hundred feet up. And well, what, what what height do you usually parachute? From? Isn't it like isn't it like five thousand feet at the minimum? I Which think the is minimum like a mile. Yeah, minimum. I believe minimum drop is like five thousand feet. So we ended up in the hospital. Coming down. Yeah, he broke his back, and he already. And that's that's after he hurt himself in two thousand and fourteen and sixteen as well. So I was wrong when I assumed that this was supposed to be a suicide mission in in uh, this year. But what kind of mission is it if you've broken your back multiple times doing this? I don't understand. Well, he's trying to improve on the on the experience. On the he looks like Michael J. Fox in that one shot that you just had up. There was there was nowhere else to go but up. <laughs> he had guys. He had a guy with his. <laughs> A security shirt, and then a, the other guy had, her, had said recovery on the back of his shirt. He's like, hey, you want to be my recovery team? And Mad Mike has gone up on a stream of steam rocket power. Of all the dramatic things I've ever seen. You have a new toy. <laughs> I do. Uh, it's funny because somebody specifically asked me before the show today if I was going to overuse a sound machine. The answer is yes. Brad? Yeah. Will you be on my recovery team? <laughs> Gay! The uh, <laughs> Gabe, have you ever wanted to launch yourself into space? After seeing Mad Mike, I think I might. One of them was out here. 2014 was out here in Arizona. Yeah, it was. Uh, I wanted to say I wanted to say it was in Kingman, but that's not right. What? Where was that? It was in uh, well, it's, uh, Winkleman, which is like Winkleman. halfway Winkleman. between <laughs> Phoenix and Tucson. <laughs> But out in the nowhere. Oh, okay. So he went in the southern part of Arizona. Yeah. I thought he went to Kingman for some reason. Probably just because it ended man. Um, Gabe, so is there a way you could look up like hit the the extent of his injuries these three times that he's crashed? Obviously, we know the last time he uh, died in a horrible crash. But... Dude, why do <laughs> deserts always have the worst names for place like Devil's Hole? <laughs> Where's Devil's Hole? Like devil's butthole, devil's hole, devil's anus. <laughs> there's uh there's there's then there's like uh oh god, where is it that race car driver, the land speed record guy, where did he die? He died in like hell like what, Helsink or something like that? <laughs> Helsinki. I don't know what Helsinki. it was, but So I, I just was fascinated looking it up because <laughs> yeah, uh, so... de- yeah, devil's armpit. Yeah. <laughs> 
Mr. Mr. Mad Mike has set his next launch to be uh, taking off from the epicenter of the Devil's Grundle. <laughs> Devil's Devil's Taint. Devil's, Devil's Taint, Arizona. <laughs> uh, I believe Gabe just drove home from Devil's Taint, Arizona today. <laughs> I, I passed it on the way. There were some bottle rockets flying. I didn't think anything of it, but you know. <laughs> It could have been his. Did he have friends? <laughs> uh, I, I, I believe. I believe that here comes a double right now. The um, the uh, the thing I don't understand is, I get that you wanted to do this dramatic, homemade steam-powered rocket thing, but I've it's. I don't understand why he didn't stop in 2014. Because it was like he was in the hospital for three days in 2014. He broke his back in 2016. He had some sort of severe injury in 2018. I believe 16 was when they had to pull him out of the pod when he landed. Uh, and then, uh, and then obviously this last time didn't work at all. So well, I don't know why he's mad. It was wrong. It was wrong for me to say that it was going to be a suicide mission, but what else, how else was it going to end? Is that was the part I could not wrap my head around was how else was this supposed to work out? Well, he's parachuting to the ground. Why didn't he do it? Why didn't he do it over water? It's a good question. That, so if you fall, and then and then it gets even weirder because uh uh we had talked about or I had brought up the point that uh, I was wondering about the uh, the funding for these types of silly escapades, and it turns out that they were filming an episode for the Sci Fi Channel. So they were doing, they were doing some sort of taping for the Sci Fi Channel when this guy lifted himself on a steam powered rocket <laughs> to his own doom. It's science fiction, man. He should have known. It's science fiction. He's not going. It's not going to end well. Oh, did I say Sci-Fi Channel? Because I meant Science Channel. Yeah. It was the Science Channel. Oh, you said Sci-Fi. That makes sense. <laughs> and the Science Channel has ruined a few people. I was like it back in 2014. Now that I think about it, 2014 was a bad year for the Science Channel because that was when MythBusters like took out somebody's house with one of their like homemade homemade cannons or something. I think you're the only one that would know that. They shot, they shot like a potato or a pumpkin through somebody's window in Southern <laughs> California. Or something. I still stand by my theory from last week that it's a conspiracy. He was, he was getting, you know, he was learning something about the flat Earth, and they they ended him. He got too close. He got too close. He did, and uh, the deep state needed to take him out. He got closer to the truth than he did to the atmosphere. Gabe, are you ready to play a game today? I am. Today. All right. Do you uh are you uh are you clear of all your food? Have you taken care of all that? I have I have <laughs> had my meal. I have zero chicken sandwiches. We should be more focused today. So, would you say that you've cleaned your plate? Oh man. I clean my plate. I clean my plate and thank my mother for the food I ate. I clean my plate, I clean my plate, and thank her for the food I ate. So I'm going to bring up the game. So I'm going to stop sharing. Oh, no, how's this going to work? So, oh, I know how it's going to work. I'm going to have to bring it up on the other computer. Did you record that so, when I was driving over here today? Did I record? <laughs> Sounded a lot there's actually, like me. There's actually a jingle that I am going to play that I did record. So everyone here is going to hear me sing multiple times today. You have a nice singing voice. Dude, you know it. 
All right. So the way this game works is uh, I'm going to list off a either a famous celebrity or a historical figure, and you need to tell me if they're dead, Jewish, or they're a dead Jew. And as always, remember, there's extra points for dead Jews. Sweet. Oh, look at that. The button doesn't work. It's dead Jew or dead Jew. And every time I give you a name, you have five seconds, exactly five seconds to give me an answer. Jim, are you ready to go first? I've all been right. waiting all week. We're going to start. Remember, extra points if you can tell me who is a dead Jew. All right. I've been studying. Jim, Benjamin Netanyahu. Jew. That is correct. That was your time limit. So that one goes to Jim. Gabe, are you ready? Yes, I am. All right. Remember, dead Jew or dead Jew? Robin Williams. Dead. That is correct. Jim, are you ready? Ready. And Jim, your name is Charlie Chaplin. Dead Jew. No, I'm sorry. Charlie Chapman is merely dead. Oh. So you missed that one. Is he? Sure. I've done extent. I'll have you know that I've done extensive research. I have gone through all the qualifications for whether or not people are Jewish, dead, or a dead Jew. Okay. Gabe, are you ready? I'm behind. Yes, I am. Mark Spitz. Dead Jew. Is Mark Spitz is still alive. Oh. So you did not get the point on that. All right, Jim, are you ready? Yes. Elizabeth Berkeley. Ooh. Jewish. Jew. <laughs> I freaking I freaking love this She's game. A Jewish yes, Jew. Jim. Elizabeth Berkeley is Jewish. Dude, yeah. I didn't know she was Jewish. All right. Gabe, you ready? Yes. Hank Williams. Dead. Dead. He, he is... Oh, my Lord, I just smashed the microphone. Second time in a week. All right. You are correct. Gabe, you've got two mm. points so far. Jim, you have two points so far. We're on the third one. Jim. Joy Behar. She is Jewish. That is correct. All day long. Joy Behar is a classic New York Jew. She's a class act. <laughs> All right, Gabe, are you ready? Yes, I am. All right, Gabe. Ava Braun. Dead Jew. Wait a minute. Dead Jew? <laughs> no. Why would Hitler say <laughs> Hitler's wife is a That's dead Jew? <laughs> The second I said it, I realized, what am I saying? <laughs> but I committed. <laughs> I, I committed to it. <laughs> he wanted the extra point. Good for you. <laughs> I did. Yeah. Do we know she wasn't? Jim. Uh, right. I feel like I should give you a harder one. There you go here. Elizabeth Berkeley. Yeah, that might have been the hardest one on the list, honestly. 
Well, the only reason it wasn't her is because I knew she was still alive. True, true. Rich Eisen. Uh, Jewish. Jew is the correct answer. Gabe, you gotta you gotta come in strong here. You ready? All right. Yes. Mel Brooks. Jew. Oh my God, Gabe! You didn't even put in an answer. Can I? Can I steal? Uh. Was they saying it during the buzzer? <laughs> you might have said it during the buzzer. What was your answer, Gabe? I'll give it to you. It said Jew. Okay. He's very obviously a Jew. Did you not know that Mel Brooks was Jewish? I did not, no. I was debating whether or not he was alive. Wait. Are he still alive? Mel Brooks is 93 years old, and he's still kicking. Oh, I would have been wrong. I would have said dead Jew. (laughs) (laughs) I always do. All right, Jim, are you ready? Yes. James Dean. James Dean. I'll say dead. Gabe, you are getting your ass kicked a second time. We're playing another game with Gabe, and he is not even really competitive. Uh, let's see. I think I am down. So one last one before we count up your points. Gabe, are you ready? I am. Let's do it. Oh, I lied. I got two more. All right. You ready, Gabe? Yes. We are going to go with Tony Morrison. Dead. There you go, Gabe. Gabe has a correct answer. Mm. And then, Jim, this is your last shot. Are you ready? Ready. Jesse Combs. Um. Oh, uh, no you didn't dead. get an answer in, anyways. What did you? What was your guess going to be? I said. Well, I said at the buzzer. Dead. Okay. All right. So we've got Jim. Jim has. Oh, actually, you know what, Gabe? You have one more. You have one more chance to catch up. This is the last one. Are you ready? Yep. This one might make Jim angry. Oh. Gabe. Jeffrey Epstein. Dead Jew. There you go, Gabe. Gabe gets the dead <laughs> Jew. All right, I'm counting up the points Good now. Point. I got Jim with one point on Benjamin Net- Netanyahu. We've got Jim with another point on Rich Eisen. That's two. Jim with Joy Behar. That's three. Jim with James Dean for dead. That's four. Then Jim with Elizabeth Berkeley, who he knows a lot about, with five points. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. <laughs> Caffeine pills. That You know that episode was supposed to be about <laughs> cocaine? But the, no, yeah, the, that episode was supposed to be about cocaine. Or meth, but the but the because it was a daytime TV show, uh, the 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 networks would not let do it would not let them do it. All right, so we're gonna add up Gabe's points. Gabe has three points for a dead Jew. That's Jeffrey Epstein. Four points with Robin Williams. Five points with Toni Morrison. Six points with Mel Brooks. And a seventh point with Hank Williams, which means that coming back. Thanks to Jeffrey Epstein, who helps him out with a lot of things. Gabe is your winner of Dead Jew or Dead Jew. Gabe, how do you feel about finally winning a contest? Um, I'd like to thank Jeffrey Epstein. And um... <laughs> <laughs> too late. 
Oh, what was the final score? Uh, eight to eight to five. Holy crap! Yeah, he won because he got three points. He got the extra points for the dead Jew. You missed yours. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeffrey yeah. Epstein was a terrible man. The fr- the first uh, the first time we played this game, Jim had a real gimme. Uh, he had uh, Father Abraham, and uh, he was able to get that one. I thought that you were going to say and- Jesus for the last round. We've already done that. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, we've we've done Jesus of Nazareth before, uh, and then Jim and I. I don't remember playing this game before. <laughs> yeah, it was a long time. It was seven years ago. I know, but you'd think it would stick out. But coming up, yeah, I guess it wasn't that funny. Uh, <laughs> coming <laughs> coming up next is uh, we're gonna get into the we're gonna get deep into the minds of Gabe, Jim, and myself by going through our favorite guilty pleasure songs. Morning, Charlie. Hi, Ted. How's the weekend? Okay. Hey, you seem a little down. Monday blahs? No, just, yeah, no, something this weekend. Hey, you want to tell me about it? Well, you know Betty Crocker brownie Sundays? No. You don't? Uh-uh. Oh, these things are incredible, Ted. These thick, uh-huh. chewy, fudgy brownies with this creamy, rich ice cream in between. Betty Crocker. Brownie Sundays. You get them where the ice cream is at the store. Yeah, so? So it's my turn to buy refreshments for after Joey's game. Yeah. So I decided to give them all a real treat. I'm going to buy the whole team Betty Crocker brownie Sundays. So what's the problem? Didn't they like them? I don't know. Charlie, what do you mean you I don't... ate them during the game. Wait a minute. You bought Betty Crocker brownie sundaes for the whole team. Yeah. And you ate them. Yeah. Every one. Yeah. Gee, Charlie. It was pretty bad, all right. All these hot, sweaty, grass-stained kids staring into an empty cooler. These parents looking at me like, what kind of a guy is this? Was it worth it, Charlie? Yeah, it was. If you've never seen the majesty of a modern dance performance, come see the unbridled passion of In the Future There Will Be Robots. Every night at the Vice City Arts Center. Expressing the future aesthetically through the medium of dance, two men battle for one robot's heart by euphoric and vehement gyrations on stage. I love her! Yes, but what about this? Those aren't regulation moves. I dance my way to express that which cannot be said. I love you both, dance for me. This is the definition of modern dance. Grown men in questionable clothing, flailing around like they're having a seizure. True modernism. The The past, past, the present, and the future. future. The performance features a futuristic laser show with a dehydrating manatee. In the future, there will be robots. The performance that has left critics speechless at the Vice City Arts Center. social media accounts so he kind of is tapped into these things better than i am gabe can you explain to me tiktok at all because i that's a 
That's like the very first thing that I don't understand. Right from the get-go. Yeah. Uh, remember Vine? I do? Yes. It's sort of along those lines, but... And Jim, if, you, if I'm not mistaken, a little bit longer, I think. You can go a little crazier with it. So, so it's Vine, but longer. Yeah. Yeah, because I think this video is 50 seconds. What's... It's... Do you have a TikTok for any of the social media accounts that you manage? I do not, but I know people who who do you have for personal use. Do yeah, you, I don't. Do you plan on doing any videos about black people on your social media accounts? I wasn't planning on it. I thought it was just for dancing poorly, but apparently you can do this on there too. Have you contacted any wrestling promotions to book Jeffrey Hunter? Tell me the truth. <laughs> I was marking his name down to tell you the <laughs> truth. <laughs> So I was just I was just kind of lost, like at a loss because this video is just so far out of like what the hell is this? Number one, it's a TikTok. I don't know what that is. I don't understand. The big thing is I don't understand the difference between TikTok and Vine. Like I don't know what one does that the other one didn't. I know that uh, I know that at some point Lizzo was popular on 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 uh, one or the other. Lizzo was popular on TikTok. Is that right? Sure. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Jim, have you ever heard of this chick Lizzo? No. Oh, no. I thought Gabe, that you was know who Lizzo is, don't you? Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> She's a man, baby. So Lizzo <clears throat> is a popular, popular black singer who embraces her body image and sexuality, Jim. Isn't that fun? How have I never heard of her? Yeah, the Minnesota Vikings. So check this out. This is her performing at uh, the the BET Awards. So there she's rapping on top of a cake in a wedding dress. Then it gets better because as she comes down the cake, she takes her pant or she takes her skirt off. And she's at least well, at least she has a good voice. Yeah, she. This is one of those hip hop artists that actually can sing. But uh, that's a 260-pound woman uh, twerking, is what that is. And you can see uh, you can see her fupa coming out from underneath the pot. That's rough. That's real rough. Wow. Yeah, isn't that? I, I love when people accept their body image. It's always good. Uh, Except when it's not. Yeah. So Lizzo, I'm sure, is probably one of Gabe's uh, one of Gabe's guilty pleasures. But uh, we've got some other ones, and uh, I'm really excited to go over these because I know that we've got some doozies. So who should I start with? Uh, should I start with Gabe or should I start with Jim or myself? We, who are we doing? Mm, let's start with you. All right, we're gonna start with me. All right, this one's embarrassing. So there's there, I before before I reveal my guilty pleasure song, I want you to understand that there is a legitimate reason for this earworm to be stuck on me so uh, a couple weeks ago when i was complaining about the mp3 player that i bought uh the the new mp3 recorder that i purchased to replace it uh a records in a format that i can use and b came preloaded with this song and it's uh i'm ashamed to say it but it's a shania twain song and uh, and I hate country. And it is, <laughs> it is it was preloaded on this. So 
couple weeks ago when I had edited the show together and I was listening back before I posted it, my MP3 recorder made me listen to the song and it's been stuck in my head ever since. <laughs> so we're going to. So it's not a good song necessarily. Oh, no, it's just that no, it's been no, stuck in your head. Certainly not a good song. <clears throat> well, wait a minute. Hold on. Then that, that, to me, that defeats the purpose of a guilty pleasure song. Oh, I, I like it. I didn't say that I don't oh, like okay. it. But I, I'm aware that it's not a good song. Gabe, what uh, what kind of she still around? Is she still recording? Yeah, actually, <laughs> what's even worse with Oreos is uh, I watched a Vanity Fair. Uh, I watched a Vanity Fair video about Shania Twain last night in bed, alone. Of course you did. I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm a sucker for when they do the processed lo-fi electric guitar. But the the other thing that Shania Twain does in a lot of her songs is she does a lot of she does a lot of like talking and and, and moaning. She'll she'll be like, oh yeah, X notes. Here comes the hook, Jim. Are you ready? I was I was just gonna ask you where the hook was. I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna get you. This is not country at all. Yeah, it's it's definitely one of the crossovers, but I, I make a practice of not listening to any country. Because then something like this might happen and I might actually <laughs> I might actually like it. This is, this is so surprising to me that you Has like she this. worn anything but a one piece suit like post two thousand and one? I'll get you wow. good. Fly, <laughs> flying robot. And it, I don't know. Uh, in the Vanity Fair uh, video that I watched, she was wearing another leopard skin, oh, a leopard print, like bodysuit thing again. What, what really, uh, what really shocked me about Shania Twain's speaking voice is that it is not nearly as good as her singing voice. Like she's got a pretty, pretty good voice and she can sing live, but uh, her talking voice is like she sounds like she's from Rochester. I'm gonna get you if wow. it takes all night. She sounds like she's from Rochester. <laughs> this is a this is a shower song for sure. <laughs> I can I can see that. There's like a Power Ranger flying around, like with with uh, laser beams. Quality hair though, quality hair. This is absolutely early CGI. It's like this, this song's from 2002. So this was still in the era where you're trying to get your video on uh, on uh, TRL. Oh, I didn't realize it was that. Yeah, it's super old. Long ago. Yeah, well. Th- yeah, the uh, it's pretty bad. Yeah, but that right you're there, right, Gabe. Like even right she's wearing a bodysuit on the inserts and flashbacks of the <laughs> of the video too. It's like that Simpsons episode where Marge gets the really fancy dress and she has to keep up with the Joneses, so she just keeps re-sewing it into different outfits. Feel like that's her leopard bodysuit. Trading up. <laughs> the robot's gonna get her. Get it? I'm gonna get you so real does, good. <laughs> so what does she look like now? Uh she looks like a chunkier, older version of herself, really. She doesn't look that she oh, doesn't okay. look that much. No one piece leopard bodysuit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she but dude, she was still wearing a leopard print in this freaking vanity fair. And uh she was talking about the different uh, songs that she had that were hits and the the video shoots. 
I guess uh, they filmed her in front of a beach a lot, and uh, and uh, they would, in order to make her hair appear wet all the time, they would throw a bunch of oil in it. Wow. And she would she would walk around all day slimy. Yeah. And not for the good reasons. He should get a Pokemon ball. <laughs> She's playing like 2002 dodgeball. She's gonna get them all. <laughs> all right, who's going next, Jim or Gabe? So, so I remember doing this. This this is funny because I remember doing this game last time with you right. seven years ago. Yeah. And uh, I, if I remember right, it was uh, the Cher Lloyd song. Yes, the Cher. I was looking for her because I remembered that. What I love that song. Yes, my, the, my guilty, did. my guilty, oh, <laughs> my guilty pleasure song. <laughs> My guilty pleasure songs are always bad songs, but they're always like they just like get there. They just tweak that that because uh, you know how much I love pop music in general. Like I, I've always had an, an ear for pop music. I really dig that sort of thing. Um, but I know I'm surprised how poppy this song is. Yeah. It's I mean, there's no country. Uh, Gabe, what but. what was yours again? Uh, that's what it is. Hold on. Jim was worried about whether or not his song was going to be the gayest on the list, and I'm not sure. <laughs> there were a lot of roads I could have gone down, so I just w- went down the less gay road. Not me. Which is it's not it's saying a lot. Jim, uh, you're. Uh, we were talking about this before the show. You're slightly older than me. Uh, how how much was this being played on the radio before before I was conscious and, and sentient? All the time. <laughs> I believe this. Did this song sounds like an Irish jig? This song was one of those songs that would play on the. Uh, it would not only play on the pop station, but also I think it would be on Warm One Hundred One Point Three. Also, I don't see. I mean, if this is as guilty pleasure as you get, that that's pretty good. I, I mean, I. Yeah, but the, but Gabe also this, really likes speaks well to Gabe. Gabe also really likes Disturbed, and he thinks that that's not a guilty pleasure. True. Which is a whole nother conversation in and of itself. When I hear the song, I think Tommy Boy. What is um back in the eighties, where did that style of singing come from? You know, like in the in the mid and early nineties there was that fake punk rock British accent that American bands had. The grungy? Yeah. But then in the eighties there's like that weird almost half yodel that that yeah, almost like um, um, Tears for Fears and all those guys. It came from the English. Yeah, and the Cure, and the Cure, the Cure does it. Right, exactly. The cure does it. Def- um, Flock of Seagulls. Um, what which Macaw? Shakira sort of does it now. <laughs> Shakira, Shakira, Shakira. <laughs> Duran Duran. Yeah, what? But I, who was listening to that? It's the British. The British. Uh, They're groups. responsible for all terrible things. Yes, especially the United States. Is this uh, is the meaning of this song supposed to be a double entendre? I have no idea what you mean. I know what you mean. Are you <laughs> supposed to come on, Eileen? I believe it is, but I always try to believe that it's not. And they used to play it on the. They used to play that on the radio. Chura Brad. I don't even know what that means. It's Irish. Yeah. Potatoes oh. and Republican Guard and whatnot. Potatoes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> famine overalls. I don't really know any of what they're saying in the song. I just know the hook. That part is that part is catchy. Yeah, I, I feel like with this song, you spend a lot of time waiting around for the hook, 
Uh, yes. Like that. It makes uh, you appreciate it more. Sweet Caroline. Sweet Caroline, where they, they sing that in, uh, they sing that in uh, Fenway Park all the time. Nobody gives a right. crap about what's going on in that song until they get to Sweet Caroline. Sweet Caroline. Right. I, th- I feel like that's how this song goes. There's all kinds of, it's like blah, 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 and then you hit the come on, Eileen. Absolutely. But it worked for him. Did this band ever do anything else? I don't Nothing think so. Nothing nobody cares. You know what's bad? You know what's bad when Sugar Ray has more hits than you Ooh. did? Because <laughs> I remember Jim and I were still going to school when Fly came out. And you just had the feeling that that was that was it, like that was the one song they were gonna have. But they right. managed to squeeze out like right. four or five more. Squeeze out is the right term. <laughs> the uh, sub tempo. Speaking of pop music, oh yeah, the te- I did kind of dig the tempo change uh, where when I was listening to this before. The, um, impressive vocal range. So I was I was sitting down. We're all, we're all confined into our houses more than we were before, and we're cramped up against other people more. And so you find yourself doing things that you don't normally do, like watching uh, best of American Idol shows since they've run out of tapes. <laughs> and uh, I was I was struck by the fact that there's something happening with Ryan Seacrest's head. Is there anybody else watching this show besides uh, my immediate family members? What, the American Idol? Like, current Ryan Seacrest, yeah. I didn't even know American Idol was still on. Right, neither did I. And also, I, I've i been... I normally am not a big TV person, but I've been curious to see what happens with TV like we talked about the other week with Rachel Ray because they run out of tapes. When they can't go to their studio and record new shows, eventually you run out of tapes. So American Idol's been doing this thing where they're recording... Or they're just going through and doing essentially what would be best of shows and then just kind of like repackaging the same material or showing you uh, performances by, by the contestants that they didn't weren't good enough to air it in the first place. But you see a lot more Ryan Seacrest and you got like Ryan Seacrest in 2020 looks like a different person person. I don't know. Well, he's like 20 years older, man. Well, but his head is getting scrunched up. Like, his, if I feel like his head is getting, like, th- from his chin to his, the top of his head, I feel like that distance is closing, and I'm not sure why. <laughs> <laughs> I, I couldn't tell. I haven't noticed. I haven't looked at him in a long time. All right, Gabe, are you familiar with the Scorpions? <laughs> yes, I love the Scorpions. You would <laughs> love <laughs> I got excited when I heard you mention this earlier. So, so again, to be to be clear, Jim, this is a song that you like, that you know is bad. Wait, 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 wait! No, no, no! He's, no. Okay, it's not bad. It's an anthem. <laughs> I'm gonna disqualify it just on the fact that any song that starts with a whistling solo should be immediately disqualified. And you know how much of a hook that is. That that this is like the most recognizable hook. Dude, this is the anthem of anti-communism. Now, I happen to know that you dig yourself some contemporary Christian music, and this could be a contemporary Christian song. Sure. Especially, specifically with the chorus. Well, when I think of it, I mean, we all lived through the Berlin Wall or whatever, you know, that stuff. I mean, I was only like 10 or 11, but when, when you're young, I mean, you don't understand the meaning of a lot of that stuff, the political crap that goes on, but you, you're still immersed in like everything that's happening around it at the time. Right. Yeah, this video is very and heavy on the, on, the, uh, on the 
Russian imagery and the Berlin Wall. There's a video. The one thing that I noticed that was kind of cool was later in the video, there's a... a uh, oh, I'm trying to remember the country. Romania. There was a guy waving a Romanian flag that had where they had removed the uh, communist symbol that was in the middle of it. That was pretty cool. Because uh, I was, you recognize the Romanian flag? Yes, and I'll tell you why. Because when I was very <laughs> young, right after right after the Berlin Wall came down, our church had a missionary from Romania visit, and he had demonstrated how the Ro- he did like a before he had hung up a Romanian flag and what it looked like under communism rule, and then he had the flag with the Ro- with the symbol ripped out of it, which was like a big deal to those guys. Right. So I immediately I was like, oh, that's the Romanian thing that the missionary talked about. This song is so gay, dude. You know what's gay is their album covers. I mean, I will give you that. If you just Google search it, it, Scorpion's albums covers, it's just bad. How about the guy who's wearing the like the, the pleated baseball cap in the video? <laughs> pleated baseball cap. <laughs> who's a name for those things? I don't know what it is, but Well it's a pleated isn't it a pleated baseball cap? These guys are German, so they're they're a little they're a little strange. I'm also scarred by Nintendo because every time I see imagery of, of yeah, there it is right there, the pleated baseball cap. <laughs> oh, that one! I thought you meant the lead singer. <laughs> yeah, it's got like creases in it and stuff. <laughs> like no, how no one wears a baseball cap. It's a German hop. But every time I see imagery of Moscow and stuff, the only thing I can think of is Tetris. <laughs> <laughs> Mikhail Gorbachev, air down these walls. Here's the bridge. I was getting into an argument with somebody the other day about how uh, if if your song doesn't have verse, chorus, verse, bridge, uh, hook, and then an outro, I don't know. I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> I, I can't. I can't maintain my interest in a song that goes all over the place. Dude, how about that guitarist? <laughs> he looks like the he looks like the guy from Punch Out. <laughs> the the second the, uh, the Kaiser guy from Punch Out. Yeah, uh, Baron von something, right? Yes, von Kaiser. <laughs> I just realized that when he showed the. Oh. I always thought that his pants in that game were awesome. I was like, look at this boxer; he's wearing pants. You noticed he's wearing pants. Everybody's looking at his face, and you're looking to blow the belt. Yeah, well, you know. Let your bialaka say what my guitar wants to sing. Is this Gabe? Is this when this? Is this when the when the scorpions jumped the shark when they started to take themselves too seriously? Oh, you don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Gabe, Gabe, Gabe doesn't feel like scorpions ever jumped the shark. He doesn't know. Dude, the the scorpions didn't jump the shark. This is when they got popular. Really? Everything this before was... this was rubbish. What? Yeah, everything before this was a joke. The the video the video has a really pretentious like radio, like it's got a radio from the from the uh space station. Remember remember when uh music videos had to be artsy? Yeah. They had to tell a story. Yeah, I uh, am not into that at all. <laughs> Come on, Eileen. I can get into. I can get into for the hook, and obviously, I really like my Shania Twain song. But man, th- that song is four minutes. I of grew f- up hair metal, man. Right, and I and I I grew up right after hair metal, so I'm not. 
The uh, when it comes to hair metal, the closest I get is Guns N' Roses in a lot of cases. Right. Gabe, are you ready to give us some news? Yes, I am. All right, we got Gabe's news and notes coming up in the fourth segment. News. We'll be checking you after that on the other side. If someone on your holiday list would love a new cassette deck for Christmas, then check into the Hitachi DE22 Dolby cassette deck at Hornell Electronics. It has the quality and the features you want at an affordable price, $134.88. Hornell Electronics also has Channel Master All Band Scanner Antennas and Bearcat Programmable Scanners, too, both at a price you'll like. Stop in, you'll find there's lots to see and give at 286 Main Street, Hornell Electronics. Strobel's Welding at 75 Ansett Street in Hornell is the leading supplier of welding supplies. In business for over 50 years, Strobel's knows that customer satisfaction is the name of the game. Strobel's has the largest supply of Makita tools and Lincoln welders and is an authorized repair station. Strobel's Welding, Ansett Street, Hornell. You know, New Orleans won the draft lottery, which of course produced the usual round of speculation that maybe the lottery was fixed. I know that you appreciate a good conspiracy theory as much as the next guy. Was the fix in for the lottery? Uh, you know, I have two answers for that. I'll, I'll give you the easy one. No, and a statement. Shame on you for asking. You know, I, I understand why you would say that to me, and I want to preface it by saying it respectfully. I think it's my job to ask because I think people wonder. No, it's ridiculous, but that's okay. I, I know, you know, I know that back. you think it's ridiculous, but back. I don't think the question is ridiculous because I know people think that. I'm not saying yet? I'm not saying that I do, but I think it's my job to ask you that. I, have you stopped beating your wife yet? Yeah, I don't know if that's fair. I don't know if that's fair. Why is that? Because I think that there are, and I know you read your emails, and I'm sure you follow things virally and on Twitter. People really do think it, whether it's fair or not. Well, they think it because people. You don't, like you don't think you. the question's fair to ask if, people, if your fans think it? Silly questions. I expect it to be written about, and, you know, I actually I, I commented last night at my presser that there was one guy who I won't dignify by naming says, I have no reason to know anything, and I don't know anything, but I tell you, I believe it's fixed. Okay, that's good. Why is that? Well, because this team won it, and if that team won it, it would have been fixed also, and if that team won it, it would have been fixed also, and if and if uh, every team was invited to have a representative there, and if there were four members of the media there, and if Ernst and Young certified it, you still think, yes, so I, I guess I, I, I think guess two I'm, things. Let me. Which response to this? I think two things. Number one, I don't think so. I don't think so. And I'm not covering myself. I don't think so. But I think by asking the question, it would not suggest that I think so. But the one thing I would say, the league does own the team, does it not? Yes. Does that not make the question fair? I don't think so. Number one, we sold it. We're going to close this week. We already have established our price. I think that if we had, if it had gone to. Michael Jordan, and the, which was the next team up with in terms of a high percentage, there was an oh, David's take care of his friend Michael, and if it had gone to Brooklyn, which is going into Barclays Center, it would have been fair to speculate, I suppose, that you know we want to take Brooklyn off of the mat. So there was no winning, uh, and people write about it, 
uh, and it's okay to write about it, and we sort of expect it. But you know, that's not a that's a that's not a question that I've uh, been asked before by a respectable journalist. I, I think I understand why you're frustrated by that. I think that I understand why that would upset you. I would hope that you would not hold that against me. I wouldn't hold it against you. I've, I've, you know, you and I have been into more contentious discussions than that. I don't know. I'd put that one right up there. Well, you know, it's it's good copy, and you do things sometimes for cheap thrills. I didn't. I did not do that for a cheap thrill. That's not what that was. Well, it sounded like it. No, not at all. Not, see, that's my point. That's where you and I. That's our well, point of disconnect. That was not a cheap thrill, and I was not throwing anything against the wall. And I was trying to be as respectful as possible. I'm just saying that. People wonder about that. And I don't want to ask you a question by, here's what I don't want to do. I don't want to say, hey, Commissioner, people would say, because I'm going to ask a direct question, but people did wonder. But that was not a cheap thrill. Well, was, I got no thrill out of that. It's a cheap trick. No, flopping is a cheap trick. No, no. But listen, you've been successful in making a career out of it, and I keep coming on. Making so a career of what, though, Commissioner? See, that, that, I take great offense to that. Making a career of what? What offense? Cheap are thrills? You are you taking offense? Is I am now. I now said? I am. If you're saying now that I've made a career your, of making cheap thrills. time, you know, uh, taking on the world, and now Jim Rome is pouting? I love it. No, I'm not pouting. It's I take great. offense. Uh, there's a difference between pouting and taking offense. I take offense to that like you took offense to the question. What if I said, okay, were you pouting when I, I asked the question? You know, offenses. You want to hang up on me? No, I, well, no, I can't okay. hang up on you because I'm running out of time. I would never hang up on you. Okay. Listen, I got to go call somebody important like Stephen A. Smith now. He's up next. All right, you go make that call, and I'll go talk to somebody else, too, I guess, myself. All right. All right, it's Commissioner. Always- have a nice day. I'm Broken Link Radio, and Gabe, it's time for your news and notes. All right. Let's do this. I bet you that one's super loud. Oh, no, Gabe, it's going to go on for like 47 seconds. It's ABC News intro. (laughs) Keeps going. How do you follow that up? <laughs> that is your answer. I thought I was supposed to be talking over that. Such an Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, perfect. You uh, are. Let's do it <laughs> again. Hold on. We're ready. All right. With it. <laughs> no, I was no, really excited no, to be talking uh, over the fine. Talking it's over fine, the music. Just go ahead. I felt so official. Can I, can I get the music again, Brett? I have one from Newsweek. Okay. All right. Well, Newsweek 
A Canadian man says he's broke after the United Parcel Service lost track of his inheritance. The intended $846,000 delivery was a <laughs> bank draft from TD Canada Trust, which still hasn't refunded the lost fortune 10 months later. Instead, UPS offered an apology and $32 to pay for the mailing costs. How do you send $832,000 in the mail with UPS? The bank draft's like a money order, right? Oh, is that what it- it's Canadian. I've never I've never used the term bank draft in my life. So he's they send a money order for $832,000? There was only about $250 Canadian. Yes. What's the exchange rate? <laughs> Why would you even it doesn't make any sense. Why would you even do that? I don't I the thing that I don't understand about that story is like how it seems like such a large amount of money that that would that would be something you could only do electronically. Yeah. Electronically. So so they lost they lose the $832,000 and offered him a $32 refund and an apology. Oh, well that's the important part. You know, they said every, sorry. Can you imagine uh you make that phone call Jim and you're like, "Well, you know, everyone makes mistakes. <laughs> I'm just glad that you, I'm just glad that you wanted to do right by us and refund the shipment." What, how do you even go about fixing something like that? Where where do you even start? I don't know if somebody's got this thing or if it's like in a ditch somewhere. But you can't. I mean, I wouldn't expect anybody would be able to do anything with it if they found it. Right. Uh, Jim, have you ever used any of those uh, delivery services like Grubhub or uh, Postmates? Believe it or not. No, I, I have not. I feel stupid admitting that, but I just uh, I don't know. I don't I don't trust other people in my food. Right. I mean, I do, but. Well, that's a good point because because here's the thing. It's not uncommon for something to happen between the restaurant where you ordered the food from and the place where the food is delivered. So what's really funny to me is like uh, to to imagine how careful many couriers are with a $20 dinner to a, an office building. They're not any better with $832,000. <laughs> It's like you just call up Postmates and be like, "Hey, I think you lost my 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 delivery for eight hundred thirty-two thousand dollars," and uh, and then they're like, "Okay, can you hang on one second? We'll get you in contact with customer service." And then they go, and then you get on the phone and we're like, uh, "Yes, sir. I'm sorry. Uh, unfortunately, our deliveries are handled by third-party contractors, and we are unable to replace our eight hundred thirty-two thousand dollars. Our deeply our deepest apologies, and we'll be sure to do better for you next time." Yeah, you need to file a claim. Here's a gift card. A gift card. You can't even insure eight hundred and thirty-two thousand. Like, what was going on here? This seems all wrong. Yeah, it does. It's like maybe it was a CD or something. But... You should call Next. the bank, really. Next. Next. Moving on, Fox News in California, and Jim, this will give you another reason not to trust people with your food. A man in California was arrested Sunday after he allegedly stole a specimen that was to be tested for coronavirus from a hospital, according to police. The Davis Police Department said on Facebook that 40-year-old Sean Lamar Moore of Davis was taken to a custody after, cu- taken into custody after he was spotted riding a bicycle. <laughs> Authorities had been searching for more okay. nearly 24 hours after employees at Sutter Davis hospital reported that a person entered the facility around 1.35 p.m. Saturday and stole a COVID-19 specimen that was awaiting lab testing. 
According to police, the department received a call around 6.15 p.m. Saturday that a sealed COVID-19 specimen was found in a shopping cart at the CVS Pharmacy in Davis. Based on tips from the homeless community, investigators said that they were able to track down more by Sunday morning and arrest him on a burglary well, charge. In, in, in our current year of our Lord, why is everyone split up into separate communities? <laughs> I didn't the know there was a homeless community. community. It's like all gated <laughs> off and uh, there's yeah. signs posted. Hey, wait a minute. Hey, listen, I don't want you to appropriate our culture. This is our homeless community, okay? You can't speak on the troubles, the trials and tribulations of being, being born and raised homeless. Uh, I, I've noticed that everyone's in their own little community these days. Uh, oftentimes when you watch a YouTube video, they'll, they'll, the YouTuber will then speak about people within quote unquote, the community. And it's always referring to some sort of community. I've never met anyone in these nebulous communities. There was one time, uh, I was, somebody, somebody pulled me over to their computer and said, Brad, you got to see this. You got to see this. And I go, what? I go, this YouTuber is talking about the Call of Duty sniper community. <laughs> it's a small As if community. there's a bunch of people, <laughs> there's a bunch of people who group think according to each other in the sniper community on Call of Duty. Also, where does the beginning of the homeless community start and where does it, where does it end? The city limits. Like, what if you're, what if you're just really, really poor? Are you like, is that like being half black where people look down and you're like, dude, he's not a real homeless person. He's not a member of the community. Well, it's kind of, it's a home, like you don't have a home. Or like, if you're a really poor person, do you try to act extra homeless to be accepted by the homeless community? No, you'd have to not have a home to be <laughs> considered part of the homeless oh, that's, community. That's a, well, right. But I'm saying, what if you, what if you want to be in that community? Like that's what if you want to appropriate the culture? But unfortunately, like you, you do have a home, and you're only very poor. Right. No matter no matter what the uh, community or gang, like there's always somebody trying to get into it. Right. Exactly. So they've got a they've got a tip from the the homeless community. Yep. Davis police quoted um, again. Police said Davis police are familiar with more and are determining whether any mental health conditions <laughs> played a factor in this incident. They said that although the incident is very serious, detectives do not believe that he intended to harm himself or others. He just wanted- Sutter Health said Sunday that he is now conducting its own internal investigation into the incident. I like how you said they, 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 they know of this guy. Like, oh, yeah, it's him. There was a, in Arizona, there was a guy who would walk around Mesa, Arizona, and he spent all day long walking around the same three miles of blocks. Going from restaurant to restaurant, accosting the guests and accosting the managers. Um, and he was literally so drunken that he could not form any sentences in, of any language. So inevitably, I myself or someone else would have to call the police on him because he was like going to die. Right. Because it's 110 degrees and he's done. He's he's actually had nothing to drink but alcohol all day long and all night long. And so um, the police. And the police in the community, like the the neighboring the neighboring buildings and the people in it, knew of this guy. I I can't remember his name, but uh, you know it's bad when the homeless people are turning you in. Like, if it was such a tight knit community, why are they turning this guy into the police? What do you have like a cup that had like a a label on the side of it that said COVID nineteen? He pissed somebody off. Yeah, and how did he know what his COVID nineteen specimen looked like? Right there, the. 
when you read this story, it sounds like this is a homeless guy that everyone's sort of familiar with. He's he's certainly a problem, and they're not exactly sure what to do with him. But he's sharp enough to break into a hospital, <laughs> identify his COVID nineteen sample somewhere in a lab, and make out with it. <laughs> I get I, the only thing I can do when I enter a hospital is get lost. So this guy has figured some crap out that I haven't in life. Next. Next, from the Orlando Centennial. Police in Stewart received a report of a fistfight inside a Five Guys Burgers and Fries restaurant. When they arrived, they found three juveniles and two adults involved in a fistfight. In other, and of those, they were all males. In other words, Five Guys were fighting at Five That's Guys. That's very meta. Where do you, where do you, now that it's been seven years, Jim, where do you stand on Five Guys? Why would I change my stance? Still love it. I don't remember your stance. That's why it's been seven years. <laughs> I I love Five Guys. I love uh, Five Guys. What's wrong with Five Guys? No, I'm I'm the world's biggest Five Guys oh, fan. Okay, okay. I love Five Guys, yeah, dude. It's crazy good. We usually have opposing viewpoints, so I would absolutely take a uh, a double all the way. I bet you would over 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 a bag of dark chocolate Oreos any day of the week. Absolutely. Dude, but the problem is, <clears throat> here's where they get you. When you go to Five Guys, do you do the shake? Uh, no. I I don't know do you, why I haven't. They have shakes. Do you have any idea how many calories are in that shake? I could care less. I don't know. I don't know what they put into it. But for some reason, it's like 300 more calories than any other shake on the planet. Like, if you get a regular-sized peanut butter shake, at five guys it's like 750 calories it's like something crazy so you've got probably about 1100 calories in fries 800 calories in a cheeseburger if you're lucky and then you throw on top of another like you're done for a couple days once you eat five guys i i don't know why i never realized that that they had shakes you didn't know that they had shakes no i just always got stuff from the the soda oh man i just i may have just ruined your life So, how do you? Where do you stand on the the freestyle machine? Because I know all almost all five guys have freestyle machines nowadays. Yeah. So, well, I stand right in front of it as I'm using it. <laughs> stand in front of it. No. Um, here's I like the freestyle machine, but there's one critical problem and issue with the freestyle machine, and that is for some reason they absolutely cannot get Coca Cola right. What do you mean? All the other flavors are are perfect. If you want to get a grape cherry soda from the Freestyle Machine, it's delicious. It's awesome. But if you just get regular Coca-Cola, it's 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 just a little too sweet. It's a little too light. There's something just a little off about it. And it, it forces me to do Mellow Yellow. Really? Yeah. So why yeah. why would that be? You're, you're being psyched out. I... Th- it, I don't think it's a placebo, but what I think it is is because on the freestyle machine, you know, I'm a certified, uh, I'm a certified Coca-Cola freestyle machine uh, operator. You know that? And technician. There's like there's 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 actually an eight-hour course you're supposed to take. Anyways, all flavors in the freestyle machine go through the same nozzle. That's I was going to ask you that. So what I think is happening is that you're getting very small amounts aggregated of different flavors that make the Coca-Cola taste too sweet. So the Coca-Cola has one pipe or whatever, and then like the Fanta has another one. Is that how it works? Uh, so there's a big there's a big five gallon box of high fructose corn syrup in the oh, back. Yeah. 
and then there's and that then then there's like there's like nine more of them and they're all hooked up to these giant tubes uh like it looks like something out of the matrix right and then those tubes go into the wall and they go through the wall and they go out of the wall in the back of the freestyle machine so then it shoots high, it, it the machine on the fly mixes the flavored syrup which has no calories and no sugar and then the high fructose corn syrup and also uh the the flavor of the p- particular soda and water all at the same time. So what can really happen is it gets really gross if any one of those three things get knocked off. Like if there's not enough water being mixed, it tastes like cough syrup. And if there's not enough carbonation, then it tastes like Kool-Aid. Uh, it's, it's very complicated. But I think that where the off taste for the Coca-Cola itself comes from is from just little particles of other flavors being stuck on that nozzle. Right. And the fact that they only clean it once a day if you're lucky. I had no idea that thing worked that way. Now, here's the other thing that's that's a little weird about the Coca-Cola, the freestyle Coca-Cola machine, is that I like it. But as somebody who is such a big fan of Coca-Cola itself, it kind of ruins it when you know that you see a freestyle machine and the last thing you're going to get from it is a is an actual Coca-Cola. Right. Well, what's the wrong? You don't you don't go for the other flavors like vanilla vanilla Coke. I usually will mix cherry and grape, uh, mellow yellow. That's that's usually my go to. Hmm. Or okay. I'll do a Shirley Temple like a Shirley Temple with uh, the the ginger ale. That's some weird which, combinations, dude. Which, which <laughs> um, it's it's no scorpions. That's for sure. Uh, I'll have to get that Shirley Temple of Ginger Ale from recipe from you later, Brad. But the last story good stuff. comes out of Colombia by way of Reuters. While most Colombian businesses suffer during a five-week lockdown meant to curb the spread of the coronavirus, one online industry has seen an explosion in sales in the usually conservative country. Sex toys are flying off virtual shelves. Sales started going up on day four of the quarantine, said Monje who is still able to have products delivered to the customers amid the national lockdown. We've seen a rise of 50%. People are at home and have more time on their hands. They're with their partners or alone and need fun in their daily activities. When it comes to being intimate, Monge said, Reuters spoke to six online sex shops in Colombia and said that they have all seen a swell in sales since the quarantine began. Colombians are meant to remain at home until on April the 27th, except for outings to buy food, medicine, and visits to banks, among other exceptions. Uh, we're going to go live to Colombia right now, right on the front lines. <clears throat> the uh, where, I'm not sure why the story mentions that it's a normally conservative country. Isn't Colombia... Jim, you're a big World Cup guy. Isn't Colombia like the country that sends those hot chicks with like uh body paint to the stadiums for the, for the world cup. That's well, I mean, that's more like Brazil and stuff, but yeah, uh-huh. I thought they were all the same down there. Like the South American countries. <laughs> I thought they were. All- <laughs> is that how you pronounce? Is that how you pronounce that name? Mujer? What is it? Mujer? Mujer means woman. Mujer. What? Now you just sound French. Yeah, now it's turned to French. I think you're changing languages. Oui, oui. No, no, it's, it's monje. Like, Mon- no, no, not, yeah, not what you Mon- were saying. He. Like, like, he, like, jefe. Oh, okay, I gotcha. Jefe. Isn't Sofia Vergara from She's Colombia. Colombian. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, Sofia Vergara is very Colombian. But okay. Oh, she's so Colombian. The um the thing so I didn't understand where it said that it was a it was like a conservative because I'm pretty sure that Colombia is the country, and I, I'm probably going to get this wrong. It's it's Colombia or Peru where it's like a rite of passage for like shepherd boys to have sex with goats. Wow, as as like part of like puberty. It's like oh yeah, this is the part of your life where you have to go up on the mountain and uh, and bang a goat. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go. I hadn't heard that, but maybe they mean like religiously conservative because like okay. they're all Catholics down there. I don't know. Who knows? I'll tell you what, those uh, those Catholic minis- missionaries did a good job. It always helps when you have an entire uh, fleet and armada conquering and raping all the villagers. But boy, that from from Mexico on down there, like n- Protestantism has like no chance, like. Catholicism just has that on super lockdown. I don't know what they did, but it was they nailed it. You you're not gonna find I dare you to find like a nice Southern Baptist church in Columbia anywhere. <laughs> it's the money, man. They got all the money. Uh, so uh Gabe, was that was the that was the last story? That was the last story of today's news. Gabe, where do you uh where do you stand on having sex with goats? <laughs> Right in the um, back. Well, uh, he stands in the back. Oh man, I feel who. So in that interaction, who do you feel worse off for, Gabe or the goat? That's got to be like the the goat's worst lay ever. I've, I've never met Gabe. I don't know. I can tell you. <laughs> Think, uh, uh, think the goat's getting a pretty good deal. <laughs> <laughs> Gabe, um, when you interact with the goat in such a manner, would you uh, would you do the goat a favor and uh, clean your plate? Space bar to interact with the goat. I clean my plate. I clean my plate and thank my mother for the food I ate. I clean my plate. I clean my plate and thank her for the food I ate. Jim, if uh, if Gabe decided to have sex with another farm animal, uh, what would it be? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna lock in chicken. Chicken, Gabe. Yes, Brett. You've got a choice between a chicken. <laughs> You've got a choice between a chicken or a goat. Where are you going? Ooh. Gun to your head. Um, tough one. Um, I'm gonna go goat. Uh, <laughs> all right. I was gonna give you a third option. Yeah. Goat, chicken, or ass? <laughs> I think we're done, Jim. How about you? Say so. Gabe, <laughs> <laughs> hey, thank you so much for the news. We'll check everybody next week. See you later, scumbag. Bye.